ho, ho. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are back for a Kwanzaa edition of the podcast. Uh <laughs> You know, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody that celebrated that. I hope you had a happy visiting your family if that's something you did or whatever you did. I hope you had a good time doing it, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. If you just was like, I got the day off work and they paid me for it. Yeah, whatever you did, mm-hmm. that's dope. Uh, we had dinner. Our tradition continues, our ethnic dinner with my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year it was Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was Mexican. We would have did Mexican again, but the place was closed when we went. But uh, you know, we had a good time. You know, everybody is uh, enjoying this tradition because my mom doesn't have to cook. Mm-mm. No one has to come over to the house. Right? We tip really, really well. And like, you know what? Ain't nobody cooking. No dishes. Ain't nobody got to clean up. Everybody got to go home and enjoy the rest of the day. It was fun. Um, had a good time. Mm-hmm. And then watched a lot of basketball, some football, because football is now trying to take over I Christmas. Right. And not trying to be funny. I love football, too. But I'm like, boo, boo. This is NBA day. Why y'all sneaking in the back door? It doesn't bother me because uh, the way I look at it is now I got something that when I change the channel, it's something else to watch. That's true. Uh, you 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 play video games all day anyway, so you didn't watch any of it. So I don't know why you booing. Uh, I actually watched a lot of the games, and it was good. It was great sports TV. Although I'm a little worried about how much uh, ESPN is in bed with gambling now, they have a app. And they do commercials for it called ESPN Bet. What? And I'm like, we must be like six months to a year away from somebody getting suspended or fired. Yes. Because somebody on the airwaves is definitely going to bet on games. And I've already read an article that said that telling people that work for, you know, on the air personalities and stuff not to bet on games and stuff but i don't know man it's like that could get slippery real easy Mm -hmm. because how media talks about things influences the lines on games um because it's all about confidence it's dallas is gonna win by 14 you know but if Stephen a smith talks too too good about them they might change things or whatever and then also you have these people on espn that do like breaking news injury report inside information Mm -hmm. What what if somebody knows through talking to one of these people, or it is one of these people, when somebody knows, like, oh, so-and-so's not playing tonight, mm-hmm. even though it looks like he's playing, and then they put in a large bet or something. I, I just think it could go wrong so many ways, but, yeah. man, they're fully yeah. in bed with gambling. Yeah, and it's also one of those things where it speaks volumes. A, they're in a really bad need for money. Because mm-hmm. why else would they do something like this other than right. they need a huge influx of money? Yeah, all these streaming services and and lack of cable and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, B is one of these things where you look at it and the people have gotten in trouble that actually play the sport <laughs> for gambling. So you're talking to somebody that don't physically play the sport and telling them not to gamble on something. And like you said, it's always been a mixed bag. It's the reason why they had those hard lines on, you know, gambling, which you can gamble on. Like, like, it's the reason why. But now all these lines are getting blurred once you had these big corporations dip their toes in. And my thing is, if 
they're going to get their toes in. They don't need their own betting thing. It needs to be something where, hey, we leave that to other people. We keep it cute. You know, we we, we, we let y'all, you know, pick your teens, pick six or whatever, live on the air, and we leave it like that. But once you get into it yourself, they're going to have to actually put down hard, really hard rules and actually come out with harsh punishments. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting to see who's the first person punished because I just feel like it's going to have to happen. Yes. Um, And people... You know, Twitter, when I brought it up, were like, well, people know the rules. I'm like, well, athletes know the rules, and they still have two to three suspensions a season, at least, yes, for people that, that gamble. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, gambling can be addictive, and yes. it's about risk versus reward. So you're not necessarily talking to people that are 100% on the, like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm making a very conscious decision. That, like, they might be addicted to gambling and be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm risking my job to make a point, I mean, to make some money. Right. And it's going to be, and, and and you're asking them to police themselves, and that's going to be low. And it's going to be one of those things where if shit like this get out of control, depends on who's in the Congress and citizens and shit like that. I can see them passing laws going, hey, hey don't do this. We're going to make a law. You can't do this. Because if you're, you're asking them to police themselves, and a lot of times when they police themselves, they don't do a good job. Uh, also, Trader Joe's has a barbecue spatchcock chicken that you uh, can get. No one told me about it, and so I know how the rest of y'all are. You're going to be like, oh, I got this Trader Joe's spatchcock chicken, and nobody told me about it. Well, I'm telling you about it because I wish somebody had told me. Oh. And it's, it's barbecue. All you got to do is put it in the oven at 400 degrees, baste it like 30 minutes into the, the cooking cycle, and I, I I used a thermometer so I could make sure it was exactly done when I wanted it to be done. But then you cook it like another twenty five minutes or so, and when it's done, uh, it's straight up nice. It was outstanding, tender barbecue chicken. Mm-hmm. So that there Pulling you go. Pulling and shredding, oh, so good. Um, all right, but that's not what we came to talk about. Honestly, we almost didn't do a show today because we both were just chilling and laying around and not doing stuff. But there's yeah. been a topic that has lasted so long, we can still talk about it. It happened literally a week ago. Yes, it did. When we, right when we took our, our you know, break or whatever. Uh, and uh, I'm like, uh, this probably would be old news by the time. But every day. It kept persistent, and I want to say, honestly, unless something tops it with five days ago in the year, ah! I think it's the gender war of the year. We're going to war. The gender war. There's a war going on outside. The gender war. There's a war going on outside. The gender war. Oh, shit. If you saw the show art, you already know what it is. <laughs> if you didn't see the show art, then uh, uh, on the crowdcast, then then you'll you'll be like, oh, for real. But um, yeah, so it's Simone Biles' husband, Jonathan Owens, and you know that's the way we're always going to end up saying it because it's Simone Biles is Simone Biles, and no offense to Jonathan uh, mm-hmm. Owens, he seems like a nice guy that. Yep. Uh, has really overcome a lot to be uh, an NFL player. but uh, Yeah, that's how people are going to know you yeah. as. And it's nothing personal towards you, but that's normally how it goes, particularly, you know, your spouse. They go, you're the husband or the wife or the significant other of such and such. So here at Gender Wars, we typically do not participate 
in the actual discussion generated by the gender wars. Typically, we just rate the content. Mm -hmm. But I think this one is so special, we should participate a little bit. I'm not saying we need to fight, Mm -mm. but just to give our thoughts on it, because Mm -hmm. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. I've been talking to my friends about it in private. I've been staying off of social media talking about it, really, because... Uh, no offense but some of y'all have lost your motherfucking minds yes y'all have it's I, like honestly it's the amount of projection people are doing shout out to my girl Nichelle who we went to college with mm-hmm. I think she encapsulated best on my Facebook page she said it's a lot of me search versus research yes and I said damn that's a bar you know what I, mean? <laughs> yes. I don't know if that people say that all the time but yes it's definitely a, like it's people being triggered by their own history and just men in general and stuff and relationships they've been in and versus, you know, what the people living in are telling you, what uh, the, you know, the rest of the context of the interview and stuff would give you and all this stuff. So I guess the best way to start is to play the clip. And then I'll go back and try to set up some of the players in the clip because, uh, I feel like for a lot of y'all, this is how y'all got introduced to these to some of this stuff, and y'all don't like. It depends on who you are, but like Ryan Clark, we've been talking about him on Balls D Sports for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's a pretty stand up dude, to be honest with y'all. Um, Jonathan Owens and um Simone Biles, we've been covering them dating and getting mm-hmm. married on the Balls D Sports behind the paywall. We did, and we even talked about how a lot of people was trying to shade her for her edges and shit like that. And you know, it's it, it's just been crazy. Her and, uh, Gabby Douglas too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things I'm noticing it, with this discussion is people saying stuff that I haven't found to be true. Like one thing was like, you know, white people were always talking bad about her edges. I was like, no, no that no. was us. It was, it was black people. And it was a lot of black women too. It, like this wasn't the massage noir that came from outside the house. It was a call from inside the house. Cause but whether it was, still, it wasn't like all black women, it was a, a heated fight, but it was a lot of black women being like, feeling some respectability type shit about her hair on a national stage, despite what she was trying to accomplish. Now, like I said, I felt like that was more Gabby than Simone, but I'm sure Simone caught some too. Yes. And also the, the, the thing about it that not trying funny, that's us. White people don't be talking about the edges. You talk to a lot of white people. Yeah, They don't know. Yeah. They might not even know what it is. But that's That tells you a lot about the conversation right now is because everyone's lining up to either be like the victim and we're standing up for this victim or it's the, um, the bully, you know, as opposed to like, you're the bad guy. I'm the good guy. And I think there's a lot of in between in these conversations that doesn't need to take on that type of hyperbolic rhetoric. And also the thing is, and this is what really frustrates me. It's a particularly the edge thing a few summers ago. It was very, mm, it was very sad for me because that was us. And we can't, we can't blame that on nobody else. And then, as it's like, and like you say, mostly come from women, you know, mm-hmm. because in a lot of things, a lot of black women deal with. A and lot and of- for the record, it wasn't just during the Olympics. Uh, oh, no. Black women were talking shit about her hair when she got married. 
Yes. Uh, there's an article from Allure. Yes. Simone Biles doesn't owe you laid edges, perfectly straight hair, anything else. This is from Gabby Thorne. This is April 25th of this year. Yes. After she posted pictures from her wedding, Twitter put all the focus on her hair. But as the great Jill Scott once saying, maybe we could just be silent. And it just goes into how people were talking shit about her hair and her fucking wedding photos. You know, this is not like... Like I said, it's a lot of people throwing yeah. rocks and hiding their hands. Yes, yes, it is. And like, and like I was saying, as uh, as somebody who has been around a black, a lot of black women, and has talked about a lot of black women and our hair and the stigma on our hair and the pressure we put on our hair and how we have a tendency to uh, criticize and tear down black women and particularly black female children when their hair is imperfect blue ivy is a prime example of that shit it's very sad and knowing that black women have a high uh, probability of breakage and hair damage and alopecia than almost any other group it affects other groups but it affects us at a higher rate it's just that twitter and social media are just not they are places that are prone to the negative you know it's the reason that Everyone cheered Will Smith slapping Chris Rock as if it was really about alopecia and black women's hair. Right. But it's really about supporting the violence of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's why they share. Anyway, not to get off. To, we're already off topic. Um, I want to play this clip first. Um, but, yeah, that's one of the things about Ga- uh, about Simone Biles is she's been under the focus and pressure of a lot of stuff. And honestly, I'll get to it later, but I think a lot of this is insecurity around how people feel about Simone Biles. That doesn't indicate she feels that way about herself at fucking all. Right. And every indication she's given is that she doesn't walk around that way. But let's, let's play the clip first. So the pivot is a podcast hosted by Ryan Clark and uh, I think Channing, uh, something i forget the other dude name something crowder um the dude that called russell uh wilson a cornball mm-hmm. um or some some shit like that anyway um so this podcast let me just it's it's irreverent um it's very much it's not i i, I wouldn't say it's like aggressively like some man bashing like woman bashing shit i, I wouldn't say that it's actually pretty like it's guy talk and i don't mean that in the negative connotation most people think like locker room talk or whatever i mean in like this is how dudes talk and then also um they happen to be quote-unquote good dudes that talk about therapy and overcoming obstacles and love and sex and relationships and they make a lot of jokes and it's very much like athletes but but not in the way of like um like how can we just down somebody so bad but often they have guests on and when it gets to topics of relationships and stuff like that they make a lot of jokes uh one of the dudes when they had kevin hart on there's a viral clip of them talking about dude talking about like kind of being a swinger and all this shit so like it's not necessarily a structured conversation that is in a journalistic feeling it's more of a comrade feeling like we fellas we hanging out we are athletes and we just shooting the shit i say that because to set up this this question because i think the first thing that's missing from the context of the whole conversation the question is set up as a joke okay 
So the question already starts with some nice, beautiful colorism, even though Jonathan Owens isn't even that light-skinned. But they say, like, how the pretty red thing like you pull Simone Biles. So already it's set up coming off as, get like, we're fucking with you, we're making a joke, and then you get this answer uh, from him. You feel that every step of the way. You know, like the the moment I, I see, don't get into no long shit, bro. I gotta ask you, man. God damn, y'all boys scared, bro. As us pretty red dimes as we are, <laughs> how in the hell did you pull Simone by? Now that's Crowder, mm-hmm. and like I said, he's a kind of a jokester guy. Um, already the joke, you know, me and Justin make jokes about him being light skinned and shit. I think like once again, it's very informal. It's it's very right. supposed to be among friends. This is a huge part that is missing from this conversation. And it's the difference between something going on social media versus something happening in the room. In that room, everyone's comfortable, they're laughing. They cut to Simone, oh, she's right. laughing. Right. Uh that's the dynamic of it, possibly of their relationship. That's the dynamic of the friendship these guys all have. But, and and like I said, the question is even funny. But once you take that out, the internet's not your friends. Yeah, keep in mind, The Pivot shared this officially on their Twitter and social medias. So this wasn't discovered. This wasn't like someone took this part of the the podcast that no one had thought about and said, hey, this is problematic. They put it out to be like, this is funny. We all want to know, because no offense to Jonathan, uh, but we don't know you like that. So all of us thought the same thing when he got with Simone Biles, which was who the fuck is he and how he do that? Like, it's the, you know, it's, it's when you see somebody dating Lapita Nyong'o or somebody, you're like, how, what, what? And it's like a genuine joke. Now, I think mm-hmm. what's really going to be uncomfortable for people is that he kind of told the truth as opposed to like some sort of Sugar, uh, yeah, sweetening it up. It, yeah. yeah, instead of, like, I don't think what he said was necessarily mean in any way mm-hmm. unless you purposely are like, um he should just lie or downplay what happened um and they have like a playful dispute over it too but anyway so just peep the setup to the question before you even get on like why was he coming out with the answer like that they set the question up like that <laughs> and we t- I love this football talk, bro. I gotta get yeah. to it. I'm over here rubbing my knees. <laughs> <trying to> answer- <laughs> hey, Chad, I wanted to tell him he's talking about being looked over. Now I want the right people look at you. Yeah, that's you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did you do that, bro? Man, it's really, really how she pulled me, man. That's the question. Oh, man. Lord Jesus. Now you with Freddie. Now it's back. Now, <laughs> now you listen, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. Organic story, man. So I'm uh I'm about I just got to Houston. I probably have been to Houston seven months. Um, I was single at the time, you know, so I'm just living, being me and myself. And COVID had just hit, and but I had just went to Arizona, and one of my boys are like, hey, man, you got to check out this app, you know? And I'm like, man, I'll check it out. Like, what is it? It was called Raya at the time. So um, basically, it's like a dating app, but, you know, you have to go through certain, like, criteria to make sure that you're who you are. So literally, you have been on the app for a couple of days, man, and it's like, she pops up, and I'm like, let me see who this is. Gymnastics. I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics. So it, it, it... Now, I'm going to stop right there because uh, people went and found his tweets from 2000, I want to say 13, maybe. Well, they're digging in the archive. 2010 years ago. 2013 or 15. I can't remember the exact days, but he is, I believe, 28 years old. Now. Now. Okay. If you go back to. 
2000 and whatever it was. Like, let's say it's 2015 or something like that. Um, that would be... Just over 21? That would... No. No, a teenager. That, that would make him somewhere between, like, 16, 17 years old or something. Mm-hmm. He has tweets about um, Gabby Douglas being in the gym, gymnastics in the Olympics, but nothing to me that specifically states that he was a huge gymnastics fan, only that when she was a trending topic on Twitter that, that time, he had got some tweets off about it. Uh, um, a lot of people do that, and they don't know shit about the sports. And they honestly, they sound like young people, uh, like a mm. teenage dude's tweets. Yes. Like it didn't, like people have been using it as a gotcha moment. Like, well, he knew who Gabby was, so clearly he should know who Simone was. And that's not always. And true. clearly, he's lying about not knowing Simone's gymnastics uh, prowess and all this stuff. And that's not true because at the time, Gabby was double, like, like she was the gold standard. So. Right. A lot of people knew her, if, even if they, I know even me, you might not know nobody else on the team at that time. Yeah, and also, like, he was a teenager. teenager right. Like, it, like he literally could have been checking it out because it was hot that day, that oh. summer, or whatever, and then not been an actual gymnastics person. That happens all the time. Most Olympics. of the people, most people I know are casual Olympics fans, yeah. meaning – Every four years, someone pops up and you kind of pay attention, but it's not necessarily this make or break thing, you know. I know I'm definitely a person that's a casual Olympics person at best. Like, so like, but anyway, the point being, this is where a large departure happens. People start feeling in this moment he's lying. So if you think he's lying, the rest of this clip is going to just be you know, confirmation that like, there's yeah, nothing he can say at this point correct. that will make you be like, this story is true. So I just want to, I've noticed that being an off ramp. So I want to point that out right now. Okay. It's like a dating app, but you know, you have to go through certain like criteria to make sure that you're who you are. So literally you have been on app for a couple of days, man. And it's like, she pops up and I'm like, mm, let me see who this is. Gymnastics. I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention <laughs> to gymnastics. So it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's, 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 a, I, I see what's up. I swiped her and it said we matched. So I'm just like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout and I come back and I get like, I had some likes on my Instagram, you know, and I'm like. <laughs> they cut to her smiling, like smiling super hard, by the way, mm-hmm. rolling her eyes a little bit. I'm like, oh, this might be it. I'm like, okay. So I see what's up, and then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. Then I come back to my phone, and then she messages me on the app, like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a, man, this got to be fake. Like, I don't know. Just, I didn't know who she was at the time, but, like, the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she got to be good if... I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real. Ryan, now, Ryan Clark is all of us because I'm the first time I saw this clip, too, I went, how the fuck does anyone not know who Simone Biles is? I, I know I had the thought, like, because she's such a household name. She's literally the greatest gymnast of all time at this point. Mm-hmm. So even though this was, this would have been three or four, this would have been, a you know, probably four years ago because he said during the, right during the start of COVID, right? So three three maybe four years ago mm-hmm. but still three years ago we've been three years ago but still i i know i had the thought that's the reason they shared this clip is because we right. all have the same thought which is nigga you don't know who simone bowles is come on but that doesn't make it that doesn't mean it's not true right 
You know what I mean? You listen to this podcast every day, and we don't know a lot of people. Chad, and we you, got a whole session called Who? Because I don't be knowing no goddamn body. And if you did a podcast, you listening to the sound of our voice right now, there's going to be some very popular people that you eventually will have a I don't know that motherfucker moment. Yeah, they might they might be big on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, but I don't know who the hell they are. The other thing he mentioned, too, was when he said he thought it was fake, um, he's not talking about I thought it was fake because I know who Simone Biles is. He's like, Here's this pretty woman messaging me, right. chasing me on an app that most men will tell you their experience on dating apps is not that. Right. Um, so here's this woman messaging me. Like, I go to look her up. She's got one point something million followers. I, Clearly, this is a fake. A Somebody has gotten fish. through yes. and, and fucked with the algorithm. Somehow they fucked with it and they got a fake person on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ryan Clark is me and I think everybody in that the, the first time I hear this story, I'm like, Nigga, what? Life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college, and we didn't have NBC. We didn't have Olympic channels, and we're in camp. We're in camp late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not so, paying attention. I, and I can see that being a true statement. He's like, I'm out here trying to work out and shit. I I already told you from the beginning, I'm not a huge gymnastic fan. I don't follow the shit. And I just, I guess, the other thing too, my default isn't like. Oh, he's trying to get one over on us and her and everybody. It's like, this is kind of like, he was kind of oblivious. It reminds me of, you know, how we first started dating. And we always tell that story of how you came to the house and you asked me out. And I said no, because I didn't know what the fuck to to even say i was you know and then my friends picked on me and then i was like oh my god am i, am I fucking this up and i you know I'll, I'll rush and take a shower and we go out people think that story is so adorable and so cute the different and i'll i'll get to i'll get to why i think there's a big difference here and it's not him in my opinion Mm-mm. in that way we don't know him. They don't do a podcast with thousands of hours together for people to be like, no, nah, right. clearly they still love each other. And that's just a cute story. Correct. So people are assuming the worst, but I'll get to that in a second. To, you know, so I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched like, you know, John, I'm going to let you finish your story, man. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying, man, she, she messaged me. This is like a Tuesday and we, and she's smiling like, co-signing the yeah i messaged him big ass wedding ring in our face too big like, come ass on. blinging all in our face come on i'm a blind job with this rock just all in our grill we, right we in front of my salad. Forth, and then we hung out friday man and um we couldn't do much as covid happened everything was shut down so um she came through down um down to houston she lived in the suburbs so she had to drive about 45 minutes to me um then the rest is history man so so you was really the catch in I always say we the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah. Now, see, that is also, once again, if you think he's been lying this whole time, now you think he's like secretly uh, Andrew Tate type nigga that's, he hates women and he thinks men are the real catch and women ain't shit and he needs to downplay her career and all this stuff because um, it's the only way for him to feel good in front of all these men. If, you know, like, I just want to give the most cynical take because that's what the one people are, a lot of people are arguing about. Um, and, and like I said, it didn't just stop after a day. It's still going, basically, you mm-hmm. know. I had to tell somebody on my Facebook page, like, hey, don't come at me about this because I'm not even participating in this shit. Right. Like, 
I because like I asked the question like how old would he have been when these tweets were out? Because people were like, see proof, he's lying, and I'm like, so you're you're saying like a 17 year old, 16 year old must have known that 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 who the next people in the Olympics would be, even though he's never tweeted about the Olympics or gymnastics again the the rest of his time on Twitter. It's, it's you know it it turned into like a like a why are you reaching to save him? I said, hey calm down because i'm not doing that right and if i if your argument can't even stand someone asking for clarification then something's some, wrong with there's your a type argument. of insecurity around a discussion that got nothing to do with me right um but yeah but back to or you just been arguing so long with so many fucking people yes you're ready to fight even though somebody isn't trying to fight you um but yeah i think when he said this i took this as probably tongue-in-cheek this you know, I always say we the man, we the prize, ha ha ha, because because we're not, or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Or you know, could be his experience as an athlete, da da da, da right. that he is the prize because um, their world is different than the average dating Person. world. Yes, it is. Considering, I mean, we've we had so many stories, Zion Williamson, and um, um, like just we've had a lot of stories. Uh, Anthony Edwards recently where the pursuit of these dudes and what people want from them is not the same as the average dude working at, you know, Subway and shit. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did, though. She is did, what you though. said. Because I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Is at, what you're saying. At the time, <laughs> that's what you're not going to say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid... I, I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah. So he's push he's pushing back on that. But keep right. in mind, this is kind of what people took from it, regardless of the fact that he when at when when Ryan said that out loud, like, oh, so you trying to say you didn't even want her? He's like, I'm not saying that, right? So he he's so it's interesting that people still took from it. Some he directly corrected is like, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you're not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. I I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm. Man, this my this my third year. You know, I'm trying to ah. I'm like, it's kind of early, but you know, like I said, man, it happened when you least expect it. And we hung out, man. It was like we hit it off instantly. You know, we just laughed the whole night. Hold up. So, here's what's important about that last part. You're talking about, and you have to listen to the podcast, which most people didn't. Oh no, they're not going to. I wouldn't listen to it. I did because I wanted to. I wanted to know. I didn't just want to go off of what Twitter tells me. I think too many people do that, and I think we're worse off for it, and I don't think anything yes. is served by those. And I think that's why the conversations become about projection because mm-hmm. what you know what more information does? It stops allowing you to project onto it. Yes, and people love projecting. So all once of a you, sudden they can't do that. Because once you see more information, you know exactly what they mean and what was said. So Correct. you can't just be like, well, it could mean this. Well, they said it didn't if you just keep listening. Um, so I went and listened to it, but most people won't, right? Um, and so uh, one of the things there is this guy went from undrafted rookie to being cut by a couple of teams, um, overcoming an injury uh, to, like, I think his Achilles or something or ACL or something. I think it was Achilles. Fighting his way from the practice squad back into the NFL to where now he is a legitimate NFL starter on defense, playmaking guy. Okay? That's his journey. 
And so he put in all this work. He was broke, by the way. So there's some things in this interview that if you throw it in the context that he was broke, changes a lot. Like she drove 45 minutes to come see him for their first date. He ain't have a car. That makes sense. He was broke. She's she's fucking Simone Biles. Right. <laughs> like like and she don't do nothing she don't want to do. Right. Like so obviously but it's just, she wanted to come over there. Right, right. But it's just it's just, you know, when they first started dating, he wasn't like that like that. And also right. as a dude that had reaped the benefits of all this work, and people say this all the time. They la- they marvel at me and you. There's people that that say this about me and you but would not say it about themselves which is like wow y'all got married young why y'all okay and then you listen to most advice don't get married young play the field know some people this man was like 23 24 going into the prime of his nfl career for the first time about to beat somebody right and was legitimately and i think almost every man or woman at that age who's about to be you know somebody with some money and some fame is probably thinking the same shit, which is like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on these hoes. And I mean that gender the, neutral. Yes, the, uh, the hoes. If you a hoe, they're going to be on them. So that's extremely fucking um, common. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. And then you look at him. He's a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Very attractive man. I know plenty of people was trying to get with him. It's, of it's that's you know. Um he hops on this app within a few days, Simone Biles hollers at him. Yeah, he had to think about it for it had of it was course. a decision. You know, is this even real? What's happening, blah blah blah. Anyway, so I just think the vilification of this has has gotten out of control because it's a very reasonable point of view. Mm-hmm. Is what we're looking at is the security of two people that have made it thus far that are happy together so they can laugh about it. If you're insecure about your status or their status or her status, right. Coming back to that. If you're insecure about it, you can't laugh. You it's serious to you. He might as well got up there and said, fuck this bitch. I hate her. She ain't shit. She can't, you know, whatever. And this, but that's what you hear regardless of what was said. Right now I'll get into the rest of the, um, the thing but uh the the podcast because i think you need like more context to it but Mm -hmm. um so people were treating this clip as if it was the worst thing on earth and i do think everyone kind of got played because you know who put this clip out the pivot right because they want you to come and listen to their podcast and click on the youtube it's shannon sharp putting out the kurt franklin clip it's what we talk about on here gender wars content score is 10 out of 10 it's, it's about content but but the score is a ten out of ten is what I'm saying. Like, yes 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 yes. A I, ten I, out of ten for this too. Yeah yeah. It's it's amazing. It because it also gave everybody involved a chance to like follow up because the outrage was so much and you got uh, Simone Biles defending herself and her man. You got um, uh, Ryan Clark coming out later being like, hey. The, we don't do what y'all are trying to say yeah, we do. Blah we blah blah. Trying to do no gotcha shit. We just right. having a conversation. Uh, so it's amazing it's amazing content in that way um and so like i said uh i did go listen to the rest of the podcast but i want to say something about simone bowles real quick too and this is what i there's two things that i want to say the first one i think 
even if it's with good intentions, a lot of people are operating with um, a level of um, pity towards her or something. And I think it's been that way for a while. You know, we know she's one of the gymnasts that survived uh, that 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 mm-hmm. doctor uh, who got killed in prison um, at Michigan State. We know that. Mm-hmm. We know how people have talked bad about her hair and her appearance, right? Um, with all kinds of jokes. We know she also went through that uh, through when she had that uh, mental health issue when she was trying to be in the Olympics and her she got the twisties and she just yes. couldn't perform. So I think. And she's a black woman in the spotlight representing America and everything that comes with it. So mm-hmm. we have always held a level of like protection around her, I think, for those of us that do know her and her work. Mm-hmm. And that has stripped her of her own agency and autonomy. And she's become more of a symbol than a person to most folks. So when they were going on her Instagram telling her to divorce him, this is a red flag. Uh, he doesn't love you. This is abuse. She clapped back. As people typically would do when you talk about their spouse like that right. and they don't fucking agree. Right. I don't know what about that. People don't motherfucking understand. Like she's there 24 7, 365. You're there for two minutes of a podcast you couldn't be bothered to go finish listening to. Right. You're there because you've been on Twitter fighting back and forth with ashy niggas all day. This is so fucking different. And then when people fucking like, when she clapped back at them, they start being on some like, we doing this for you. You know how they do. Right. Which like, is always weird. Right. Who- no, you do this for yourself. This yeah, is not about me because this is not even my wishes. We don't know each other. Right. So you're not really doing anything for me. It's for you. Whatever that means for you and your social media is what you're doing this for. Um, so she clapped back and she's kind of, you know, said a little funny stuff the last couple of days about it. Um, kind of waiting on people to, to move on. But I saw people try to paint themselves as the victims. Like, like. I can't believe she came at me like this, knowing she got all these followers. Yeah, they love that bullshit. Kiss my ass. Kiss. They're human beings. They are human beings. Celebrities are human beings, y'all. And for some reason, people think they can just do anything and say anything and come at them all crazy and shit. And then when they do respond back, all of a sudden you're the goddamn victim, but you're the one attacking them. And keep in mind, they're also saying nasty shit after, you know, when she basically says like, are y'all done yet or whatever they're like yeah well when y'all get divorced remember i told you you know like they're hoping for this relationship to fail which let's be honest most relationships are gonna fail at some point so they act like we discovered something when really it could be anything but um you know and maybe they'll be but they they're looking at like i will be proven right by whatever happens and when you're in your marriage that i'm now rooting against which the audacity of rooting for and against a stranger's relationship is crazy as fuck that's Stan weird culture. yeah that's that's already really fucking insane uh, but a lot of people are in that to that shit yeah um you know they recently t- celebrated their first christmas together married and posted it on their instagram and all that stuff um but uh you know um 
Uh, both Bowles and Owens laughed off the backlash, unbothered, smiley face, hard emoji he wrote on Friday. Just know we locked in over here. She put the the fingers crossed kiss emoji for life. Um, another one she put, are y'all done yet with a, with a, with a meme on Twitter. So, you know, they're, they're, they seem to be like, look, y'all took this shit out of context and no, we, it's not what y'all think. Okay. So here's the other thing that I haven't heard anybody say yet. And I was telling Bossy about this and she was like, you got to say that. And I was like, I was, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't want to say it on Twitter because I just don't think it's a good environment no, to a have good. a discussion. Yeah, regardless of what it is, it's not yet. Yeah, but I can say it here, and I think um, uh, it maybe people will understand here, but she's Simone fucking Biles. Right. She does not look at this the way you look at this of like this idea of like this man should have been chasing me, blah, blah, blah. She looks at it like the way she look at gold medals. She's like, I achieved this. I saw this bad nigga. That's what that I wanted. Was coming into his own. That was thought he was fitting to like go out and be, you know, uh, just out here where the hoes at and be and <laughs> being beautiful on Instagram and all this shit. And I said, I'm Simone Biles. And keep in mind, he to her, it's a badge of honor. He didn't even really fucking know who I was. I still pulled this nigga. That's how she approaches it, I believe, from just mm-hmm. the way she's smiling and the way they told the rest of her story. Because right. if you listen to the podcast, and she, the flex wasn't in this meet cute shit. The flex was in when they started going out. And then they would go out places and people would be like, strange man, can you take this picture of me and Simone Biles? right yes because they was like i don't know who you is but you need to take a picture of me and her and that's Sir, why that's a major reason you're the photographer you, now that's a major reason you should listen to or watch the podcast in this complete thing because to i no offense he but became an instagram boyfriend didn't even know it i count myself amongst the people i'm talking about when i say this i <laughs> i count myself amongst the bitches in this when i say oh, bitches no. the rest of us bitches could never Never. We would never be the, what Simone Biles was able to, to just be like, it's fine. You know, what I mean? like she was like most people would have been like, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing too much. He he not showing me enough interest. I'm out. She was on some like, it'll be fine. Like one of the things he messaged her when they first started talking on the app was, OK, so you're a gymnast. Who do you compete against? And her answer was myself. Come on, myself. And he was like, no, but, like, who is your competition? And she was like, Me. I'm the best in the world. I People say I only compete against myself. I'm like, yeah, I think what y'all are painting her in the – and I get it because, I, like I said, it's been a lot of stuff that she's publicly went through and we felt this need to protect her. So in our minds, we're painting her as – wow man he didn't see her value when really she's like i know i'm valuable yes it's not about his him him pursuing me at the beginning of dating is not the prize that that you think it is um 
at least that's my interpretation as I project, you know, that's that from what I listened to, uh, it felt more like she was doing that. Another thing that came up was they talked about how they took, they had therapy together. She got them into therapy, how, um, uh, she got him to go see a sport. He ended up going to see a sports psychologist and not because she made him do any of it, by the way, or even asked him to, he just saw she's the best in the world and started being like, what do you do? Yes. I need to step my game up. Right. One of my favorite positive podcasts when they're talking about their relationship and he talks about how he supported her through when she had the twisties and all that stuff. I think that's what it's called. God, I hope I didn't fuck that up, but or the yips i forget what it's called but he supported her through all that Mm -hmm. so while y'all are calling him a piece of shit shut the fuck up you really don't know you saw a two-minute clip and start going the fuck off right um and he's and he's acknowledging she's the best in the world at that point like in this podcast so to me their meet cute is kind of you just have to look at the value system of it it's i didn't know who she was and she still pulled me and i thought i was the fucking man right and that's I, what he's saying and i realized whoo she hush her like bigger than mine right and then and 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 i've seen the way she's been able to be the best and it's helped me to follow in that suit and be like okay these are things i can do to help me be the best and she understands me as an athlete in a way that another person could not you know um other types of women that he's dated he brings up later he's like there's other women i've dated and they I wouldn't even listen to them about playing football because they is literally so different from from what they do that it wouldn't have made sense. But he brought up how he was looking at film trying to get better. And she saw the film and she brought up, uh, he was like, you know, the coach says such and such. And he's like, she's like, yes, I've noticed that you think too much. You're not going off an instinct you need to speed up and, and have more confidence. And she taught him about like imposter syndrome. Cause he went to a therapist and all this mm. stuff. So like, these are beautiful stories of a relationship right. with growth and learning and love and Dang trust. Right. You can't so, get in that two minute clip. Right. Your un- the underpinnings of this two minute clip are the context of their entire relationship, which allows them to tell this story, both smiling and giggling at, yeah, he didn't know who I was and I pulled him and now he knows who I am. And isn't that funny? You know, we'll tell our kids one day, your right. daddy didn't even know I'm the best <laughs> motherfucker in the world. Ain't that wild? You know, ain't that wild babies. Yeah. And like, she it's still love. So like, she's supportive of him. Like there was a couple things where like, uh, he brought up like how he wants to be like this major star in football and stuff. And she's like, and you gonna do it, baby. She one of these, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but uh, and that's I'm not knocking that. That's I, that's just the dynamic of the relationship. Correct. So um, I think because I'm that type of person, I support you. I think also when people look at stuff on the outside, we go by our value system, right? Simone Biles' household name, Jonathan Owens. You got to kind of be in a specific lane to even know who he is, what he does, all that stuff, right? Defensive NFL player. That's a lot of obstacles already for people. Yeah, most people, if they think about football, it's always Un- offense. Undrafted. Offense. Yeah. And undrafted. Yes. So, helmet, y'all probably don't even know what he looked like. Wouldn't mm-hmm. know. You just go, that's a handsome guy if you saw him in the mall, but you wouldn't know, no. Right. So, um, so, so you got all, so in our minds, we our value system is like, how are you not worshiping her? She's better than you. But here's, here's the thing, though. Low key, 
Maybe some of y'all want this, so let me not say that for everybody. But in general, it's a lot of people in relationships that don't want to be with somebody that thinks they're literally better than them. Right. Like I like I get respecting me, appreciating me, loving me. I don't want you walking around thinking you ain't shit, and I I'm the one that did that. That's not healthy. And I know people like to promote that as a cliche and. You know, it's like the public thing. That, oh, you know, without my wife, she puts up with me and all this shit. And I've never liked that. I don't say that kind of shit. Like, you know, I just want to appreciate my wife on her birthday because she puts up with my nonsense. And it's like, what? Why are you putting her through nonsense? Can't right. You- <laughs> Why are you putting her through not? Where's the growth? So he thinks he's the shit and she thinks he's the shit. And he thinks she's the shit. He just didn't know it at the time when they first got together. But listening to the rest of the interview, he clearly thinks she's the shit mm-hmm. best in the world. And it's a big fucking deal. So I think that's a, a major part of this that just can't be you can't just push it aside. You know, um, just before the holidays, Bows told people she knows the season can be hectic with so much going on. But this is a reminder to slow down, be present and take t- really taking this special time of year. Our lives can get so busy. So I plan on prioritizing self-compassion, daily well-being by getting great sleep, resting when I need to, surrounding myself with people that lift me up, family, friends. And of course, my dogs, she shared. Um, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So like, like I said, that became like this huge moment. But I, I just I didn't see it the same way and I also will say I I do understand people that see it differently mm-hmm. it's informed by the context of how men can be how relationships are gone for people yeah what you've bought into right what 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 do you quote unquote think your role as as the gender you know men do this women do this men that have talked down which is a huge Kevin Samuels it's a huge economy yes, uh, ecosystem of men who talk down on women and they run them down constantly and it's all just the man is the one the woman ain't shit and in that small clip i see how you could run with that because you're filling in the context because you only got three minutes to discuss or of discussion to go with but once to me once you go why look at the whole thing it just seems like it goes away to me you know um so i think that was a big part of it too um and then ryan clark comes out later and uh he put out something kind of defending the show let me see if i can find this clip uh but he thinks people are nitpicking um what he said um okay let me see is this uh uh, it's not playing the clip nope all right it's fine i'll read what he said Mm -hmm. he said he was telling the story about how he met his wife simone on our show and she was also there he told the story with so much love in their eyes and every time they looked at each other you could tell how beautiful Mm -hmm. it was to them listen to him talk about their 2020 conversation while she was at the olympics as he's encouraging her that she could be okay when she wasn't the time he took away with her even getting married during that time and now simone biles is back to simone biles we know uh he's talking about when she got the twisties Mm -hmm. uh he says um just because you feel like he should be worshiping the gymnast Simone Biles doesn't mean that he can't respect you. You can't respect that he's in love with the woman Simone Biles. Um, and then they just get into her, you know, sharing that. Are y'all done yet? And all that stuff. But yeah, I really think it's that simple. It really is like, we have so much reverence for her as an athlete that we're like, how the fuck do you not? He didn't know. And part of that honestly seemed like 
it was dope to her. And yes. I think with a lot of these celebrity types, it'd be dope to them just because it's like finally a motherfucker that's not already got their opinions about me. A motherfucker that's not just getting with me because they know I'm somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, a motherfucker that's not just like I'm a list of accomplishments to them or, hey, man, I fuck Simone Browns, nigga. Like it like it was kind of uh, it was honest. It was honest and refreshing to me that he wasn't just also like, yeah, nigga, you know, like it was kind of like a, hey, man, I'm going to be real. I didn't even know. Like, um, at least to me, it didn't come off as, uh, I don't know, trying to like denigrate her or bring her down. Um, right. And the thing, the whole thing is y'all know she was there, right? She has agency of her own body. And at any period of time, she had her own microphone. She could have interjected, said anything at any period of time. Yeah. Um, and like, um, the whole interview isn't even about their relationship. Like there's probably about 10, 15 minutes total of relationship talk, if any. Um, and most of it's about his journey. And like I said, him as a person was interesting learning about cause he went through a lot of shit to get to where he's at, um, and to build his confidence. And so, and he suffered from imposter syndrome I don't think there's anything more imposter syndrome than, man, she's Simone Biles and I ain't shit. You know, I don't even know why we got married. I don't know what she's seeing me. Why she want to be with me? She could be with anybody. That's how people seem to want him to, like, say it. But it's like, he if he he may have done work to not feel that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, I'm going to tell you right now, it takes work not to feel that way. You know, uh, because, you know, even with us, I, one period of time, I used to think that about me, you know, and, you know, talking to, listening to family and things like that, they would even say things to me that would make me doubt myself, you know, what would, what would make somebody as smart, as intelligent, somebody that's going somewhere, want somebody like you, and so, that's something that, it's a, it's a mind fuck. And, you know, some people, uh, if you just a confident, you just a confident ass bitch, good for you. But everybody ain't there, you know, and it takes right. a while to get there. And now I don't feel that way. But right. at one period of time, I did. Also, like, you know, I say this all the time about our relationship. We make a lot of jokes and stuff. Not everything for the podcast, just in life. We make a right. lot of jokes, mm-hmm. a lot. And one of the reasons we can make those jokes is because it's underpinned from our real experiences with each other and longevity and history and security in a way that like, oh, you can say that. And I know you don't mean that. Mm -mm. It's just funny to you Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, but if we did not have that, which is uh, other people don't have. It's one of the reasons we don't make the same jokes on the podcast because y'all are strangers. Y'all don't know our relationship like that. Y'all haven't been here for everything. So something that we could laugh off easily, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, if, 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 uh, this is just an example. But if it was like, Karen's like, are you going to cook dinner? And I'm like, no. And she's like, don't make me beat you. We can laugh about that because neither one of us have ever put our hands on oh, each other, Mm-mm. period. Not, I feel safe. Not she in feels a non-loving safe. manner, right. That is not some shit that would happen up mm-hmm. in here. So there's... 20 something years of that not happening right. that makes that funny to us <laughs> correct but to you person that don't know us that may have had violence issues in your relationship mm-hmm. in, in your upbringing with your parents whatever you may have seen stuff 
that shit might not be fucking funny to you. Right. Because there's no amount of security you can siphon off of our security to be your security. So to you, it's triggering. And you're like, I think Karen is abusive. She beats him. Mm-hmm. And there will be never be anything Karen can ever say to disprove that. There'll right. never be anything I can say to be like, man, fuck y'all, man. My wife don't hit me. Y'all, oh, that's what abuse people say. There's literally nothing that can be done because your history is different. If it's hysterical, it's historical. And so I think that's what a lot of this is, is people have dealt with men who actually belittle them. Yes. Not just in this conversation, not as a joke, not as part of the meet cute. For real, But for they, real. they do it all the time. They undermine them and all this shit. And so they be walking around like, anytime I get a whiff of it off of anybody, that's who that nigga is. That's what they do, you know? Um, and so I think that's part of it for a lot of folks. But if they're telling us this is not our history, I'm I'm going to accept that because I don't know them until proven otherwise. Why would I? And right. not to mention a lot of these celebrity Instagram relationship things, whenever the issues do pop up, it don't even be what the fuck people said it was. Mm-mm. Like it, people be thinking these motherfuckers the perfect thing. They do a couple photo shoots. They do a magazine cover and it's all back to like, it's all good. They figured it out. We don't fucking know these people. No, we do not. You know, and we don't know what's going on in the house. Uh, for everything with Kiki Palmer, people did not, for the most part, people did not have whatever is happening in their house happening. All whether right. it's her talking about getting drunk, putting her hands on him, if that's true, or whether it's the him putting his hands on her and uh, they didn't have that they had a bunch of other shit like this nigga broke this out of just you just got to get away from him because he ain't got no money and he, don't nobody know who he is like we don't fucking know what's happening in their house maybe it's bad maybe it's good but i don't think a three minute clip is enough to know and I it's agree. definitely not enough to be fighting with niggas for a week yes they've been fighting for a whole week y'all it has been a week people still mad because there's nothing else to do sal yeah, Ain't I guess. nothing else happening. Everybody's it's off end work. Of the year. Right. It end of the year. People got the last two weeks off. They're at home with their kids or spouse. They're bored. You know. Right. And nothing really on TV. I also find it funny when the people are like, see, this is this is what the time they choose to uplift Stedman. They're like, be like Stedman. Stedman's a good man. See, you don't never hear him saying nothing bad about Oprah. Da, 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 da. I'm like, one, their story of getting together is not the same. Mm-mm. So I don't even know where you would go with that. Um, but then, two, um, I thought y'all hate Oprah. P- make up your fucking mind. Is it's, it's like Oprah, Oprah, Oprah personally went and uh, downgraded uh, Taraji P. Henson's contract and made her be depressed on the press door and said, don't talk to me or stand next to me. Or it's Oprah, super capitalist, gave money to Africa to get help them get water but didn't help Flint, Michigan. Like, it's... Y'all don't even like Oprah, so why the fuck is she now the great example of the relationship? Right. It's only when you want to knock somebody else down that you even want to give her credit. Correct. And I'm not one of these Oprah haters, but y'all know y'all Mm-mm. are. Y'all know y'all are. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Me too. Uh, so I thought that was funny too, the, the stabbing shit. And then also, like, we talk about this a lot, but um, most people still view at least in my experience most people still view relationships in in like the power dynamics of like children yes they do and you can tell that they have not grown outside of that 
Um, because as you get older, your definition of love changes, it matures, it evolves, and it morphs into something very, very different than it did when you were child. When you're a child, your emotions are very intense. And I think a lot of people haven't got past that. That's why a lot of arguments and things like this on relationship love is so intense because they have not matured and they think something's wrong with you when you're like, Oh, that shit ain't that important. Or, oh, you know, when, when, when your perspective is, not looking at everything from a black and white perspective, understanding that life is gray. Most of life is gray. Understanding that people change and evolve and grow. Understanding that um, also the thing about all this stuff is that you can love somebody enough to let them go and to walk away and things like that. Like, like it, like it's a lot to it. And the internet is just not most people aren't mature. I think most people think relationships are about power, and I think that's why they will always kind of end up with the same predicaments over and over and the same problems. Is because most people in our culture, especially with us being taught about you know monogamy and uh, lifelong marriage is the only way, you know, through like religious means and stuff like that. Um, most people will see relationships as power and control and not support. Yes. Here's a set of actions and parameters you're allowed to perform in this box. Anything outside of that, you got to go. And one of us is the person that decides what the box is. And the other person is the person that goes in it. And as far as most people are concerned, it's the person who has the most money or is the most famous or the oldest or whatever arbitrary thing they decide mm-hmm. is how a relationship should work. That is how most people treat relationships. It's how most of the discussions from relationship experts and stuff talk. It's why Kevin Samuels was so popular because mm-hmm. he tripled they, they down simpl- into that. And they simplify shit. Yeah. They, they make things very, very uh, simple. And yeah. The thing is, people treat their mates and significant others like pets. Something I can, you know, pat upside the head, pull out when I want it, and when I don't want it, I can shoosh and tell it to get away. A lot of people, they don't treat their spouse's significant other uh, or whatever their relationship dynamic is as something that needs emotional support, something that needs to be listened to something because a lot of times like you say with the power dynamic you know what it is i'm in power and what does the person in power i ain't got to listen to you 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 quote unquote gonna tell me what to do i'm the boss a lot of it is very confrontational also i mean like listen to what happens when we talk about or you see conversations about people cheating and stuff and people go i cheated back that doesn't mean anything Mm -mm. because you didn't do shit like what you wanted was a happy relationship supposedly yeah it was already disrupted. You, there's not an even to it. It is now broken regardless of who broke it and how it was broken. Correct. It is broken. You're not getting the thing you wanted. If I guess the cheater's ego might be hurt, but you're not. it's not really. It's a childish thing because we still think of these things as childlike things, like balancing the scales or something that is not really scales. It's all arbitrary things we made up. It's why people don't understand open relationships, polyamorous relationships. Right. Cause it's like, but then how do you control the person? How do you, uh, what, how do you, and not that those rules don't, they don't have rules and parameters there, but just right. They have so much of too. how we view things are like, if it's not in this box, it can't work. And so the idea that a Olympic gold medalist, best gymnast of all time person would be secure enough to go, I did pull him. 
yeah i think he's a bad bitch and i said i'm gonna get him and i did (laughs) And, and everyone's no one can see it from her perspective because we're too busy doing the like but the power dynamics mean that you he should be the one like i'm lucky to be with you yeah well um i didn't want a guy that felt like that right and i want him to f- appreciate me and respect me but i don't i don't the way you feel about me i don't want to be with you like i don't want to stand you know what right. i mean i don't need that that some people need that yeah and that's she not don't what seem she to need needs, that and right. not at this age maybe she'll grow and change maybe their relationship will change maybe one day this won't be enough things happen they're young but right now the way they seem to be talking about this is we're happy and we love our story so i don't know why the fuck everyone else is trying to like take that three minutes because you didn't go listen to the whole thing of course not, and destroy these motherfuckers this is crazy to me yeah, and, and, and it's wild and it doesn't make sense. But like you say, it's a lot of projecting. It's a lot of gender standards, particularly straight people, gender standards people putting on here. Yeah. It's a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of... Me search. Yes, a lot of me search. Versus research. Right, like like you... And, and a lot of times, too, a lot of these things that happen, a lot of reason why the gender war stuff um, gets trending and goes so far is because for some people they've been in scenarios and situations and they've been with eight shit people before and all of a sudden that one person represents everybody and everyone and that's right. not always a true statement and the other thing i'll say before we start wrapping up is a lot of people don't know what support looks like Mm-mm. um support sometimes is helping somebody achieve those dreams that get them outside of that box that just you know like he i don't you're not just a stay-at-home husband to her or the person that you know makes sure she's okay for the olympics like she wants to be there to help him become the best athlete possible in the nfl field they're both in in um they're both in jobs where injuries are common they're gonna help each other literally in sickness and health like, this man will get injured at some point. They will be together during that and have to figure that shit out together. Um, when I listened to the whole thing, hearing the amount of, like, mutual respect there, and especially as athletes that he had for her, I was, I was like, oh, I get it. And like I said, the, the fact that they live where he plays football and um, people still stop and ask for pictures with her more than him. And one of the things he said that I thought was so dope was he learned how to be gracious about people like loving you in public the way they love Simone because he did he hadn't experienced that. Right. Remember, he wasn't quote unquote nobody to a lot of people yet. He hadn't made his name yet. Even locally on the team, he hadn't made his name. So when they're dating and people are coming up to them during meals and being like, Can I get a picture? He was looking at it like disrespect, like what the fuck, like we're eating. What the, f- it don't matter that she's Simone Biles. Respect her as a human being. We and she would be like, yeah, you can have a picture, no problem, blah blah blah. And he's like, yeah, she taught me how to like let that shit go and that is, you know, to be grateful for it because this this is like part of the experience of what we're doing, right? So like like I said, the idea that he just is 
Now, look, maybe I'm wrong, and the people that are taking it the worst way are right. And he's harboring a, a, a grudge, will tell. an amazing level of disrespect. He's the most slick, talking his ass, like, pretend to love her, but really he, he's, he's been lying the whole time. He knew who she was. But I just feel like to get to that point, you had to have been on the, on the internet arguing so much yes. that you can only accept one way. Right, and, and no you other gotta, way. You got to be right. Everyone got to be wrong, including Simone Biles and him. Right, but you, quote, unquote, doing this for her, okay. Yeah, so I definitely get it. It's definitely triggering when men talk in certain phrases and say certain shit. Mm-hmm. I get it. We've seen men downplay women. Normally not, like, to me, it, that's another reason I think it wasn't meant to downplay her that because normally niggas don't do that shit today woman face in front of everybody like like i don't know maybe he's some ike turner ass diabolical nigga but it just didn't feel like he was like like, finally my chance only time will tell yeah and like i said i'm i unlike a lot of motherfuckers i'm open to being wrong correct like i'm open to like okay a few years from now she comes out and goes actually he was a piece of shit and i go oh i guess y'all was right he's a piece of shit I'm just saying I didn't get it from that and their responses seem to be that of people who are like that we're that's not what happened. Right. So um that's really all I wanted to talk about, you know, because uh, I thought I could give a different perspective on it than uh what you're gonna get probably ninety nine percent of places. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> and also I didn't wanna do the like and I hope we haven't done an hour of like, y'all niggas is miserable. You piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You don't, you not happy. So they can't be happy. I didn't say none of that. Mm-mm. So don't write up here acting like we said that. Cause I've seen we- people going back and forth saying shit like that. Right. It- I think it's totally reasonable and logical to have been triggered by what you saw. Right. And, and maybe through a lot of arguing or whatever, a lot of back and forth ended up in a place where you're so extreme to the like, this is a terrible man. I think it's, I can see how it happened. I'm not saying I agree with Mm-mm. it or that I would like to go down that path, but I can see how that happened. But we have not got on here and disrespected anybody, regardless of what their opinion is about this. Right. Shit. So do not write up here projecting on to us. Some shit we Some did shit not we did not say. Because I've seen don't. you do it for a week now. Seem like a week is long enough it can die down a bit. Me and Karen can get on here and talk about it mm-hmm. without everybody losing their fucking mind. The chat room seems very reasonable. Right. The, the everybody, you know, everybody seemed cool. So let's just let's just keep it cool, everybody. Okay. We may or may not do a feedback show this week. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, but just keep it. Just keep it logical and keep it germane to the topics that were discussed here. Right. We not bringing up no extra shit. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. And it, like I said, and it's one of those things when you start talking about relationships and all this stuff, like you say, people have their own internal insecurities and they hear what they want to hear regardless of what you say. Yeah, like I said, we I, I had somebody that I'm, well, for ours I know, pretty cool with, like we always get along uh, on social and all I asked was, how old would he have been during those tweets? Because it seemed like he would have been like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it was immediate, like, this is what y'all always reaching to describe. And then it, I was like, hey, 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 I'm not in this. Right. You can tell so, like, you've been arguing all day. That's the tenor of the conversation. Yes. That is, quote, unquote, conversation that's happening on Twitter. 
and Facebook and all these places. I'm not even interested in that conversation. No, because the conversations like that are fruitless. Conversations like that, like that are pointless. Yeah. And I don't know y'all and you don't know me and I don't know these people nearly enough to be confident in calling you out. Like I didn't say, cause I could have been out there. Y'all miserable. And y'all want, I didn't say that cause I don't necessarily believe that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what happens in a, man, I've been feeling this way a lot lately, but a lot of times I can kind of see where people are coming from because so much of the context is just driven from our own experiences. Yes. You know, like uh, this, we, we wasn't planning on talking about this, but with the Taraji P. Henson Oprah thing, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are up on this, but Taraji P. Henson was, she went super viral. She's done several interviews during the press tour for the color purple. Because the color purple is coming out, so they take all the actors and they all do press tour. Shout out to y'all that don't know is based on the musical play, the color purple, based on the book, the color the purple, purple. That's been getting mad that it's music in it and getting mad that should kissed uh, uh, Seely. I was like, did y'all see the original? Movie? Well, uh, yeah, they they mad for right. some reason. Yeah, you know what? And I, you have a whole generation that was not born, and they like the fuck is the and, it, and it's not purple. based on the movie. Right. So right. it's like they got different ex- anyway experiences, right? My point being, Taraji P. Henson was doing these interviews. Now Taraji P. Henson has been very open. I believe she even held a con at one point about mental health. She's talked about her struggles with depression. Okay, so she was doing these on this circuit, and she brought up in multiple interviews how she has been underpaid since she did Proud Mary. And that's been a hot Proud Mary was the last time. And me and Roger went to the theaters to see that. Proud Mary uh, was the last time she said her rate went up. Meaning what that was 2018 is now seven years after that. Right. No, five years after that. She has not had an increase in her rate. Now you go look at her IMDb. That woman works. She's, she she stays working. Starred in several films, everything, but she been making the same thing since 2018. And who knows when she got an increase before that. Mm-hmm. She had a team. She had to let the team go at the Empire. Because as much as Empire was a huge, like, boon for her, the money and nothing changed right. for her. And so they didn't capitalize. Her team didn't capitalize off of her success on Empire you know, the, the award nods and all that stuff. So she was like, uh, y'all have to go. She had to get a whole new team. Right, because y'all whole job is to be out here grinding for on my behalf, right? She also talked about her money and how you see the money headline, the money, you know, whatever Forbes tells you somebody's net worth is and shit. And she's like, but I got to split that with uh, so many people in my team. And because of the pressures, especially on black women in that game, Taraji can't never be not on point. Right. Taraji can't go on IG live with no makeup, no hair, no dress, mm-hmm. no wardrobe and all that. Y'all wouldn't accept it. Y'all would clown the fuck out of her. So like she now has to be on point all the time. That's money, 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 agents, uh, all that lawyers, all mm-hmm. this stuff. So she's going into the economics of it. Right. Then an out of context clip of, the cast of the color purple taking a photo, I believe on top of the empire state building. It was like, they were all just lining up to take a photo, but someone was taking a video of them lining up to take the photo. Okay. So they was giving to take a photo, right? Yeah. 
So first, Oprah stands next to Taraji, who people are saying, like, she looked, you know, sad and all this stuff. I, I'm not getting into that part. Whatever, you know, it's look cold out there, too. But, but yeah, you would look grumpy cold, too. But Oprah was stood next to her, kind of in the center of the picture. But then as Fantasia, all these other people start coming into the picture, Oprah removes herself from the center and puts herself on the end of it. Um people immediately said that's because Taraji is mad at Oprah because Oprah didn't pay her enough for this film and it is Oprah herself that didn't do it not the production company not the studio she if there's even just she should have known Taraji wouldn't be happy with the money and stepped in regardless of Taraji crying in interviews and this being how we found out somehow Oprah should have preternaturally just had black girl magic sense known this woman wasn't feeling like she was being paid enough since proud mary not just on she's not crying about this film since proud mary i think she's having a moment or what it seemed to me was from her expressions in the interview i'm at the precipice of like an oscar possibly Mm -hmm. and i'm underpaid and i don't feel right without telling people about this struggle you know that and that to me and like i said that's the most charitable way cynically you could be like this is part of the promotion for her it's how you get an oscar because this will make headlines of like look at this because narratives help with oscars you know look at this poor downtrodden black woman that's put in all this work and she don't get the same love that the white actresses do maybe it's time for her to get an oscar this is her movie where she gets an oscar right i'm not saying i believe that but i'm just trying to cover all the bases right? right uh the other one i heard was uh this could just be her way of putting pressure on hollywood and oprah to pay her more money right well anyway i and like i said i don't believe that's what happened i just i think she a lot of stuff is happening at the same time as she's going through it so twitter starts immediately going in on oprah because that's what the fuck niggas love to do they live to tell you Oprah ain't shit. Yeah, they do. You know, uh, fuck her story. Fuck, fuck her. She's not generational wealth. She's she's coming from all the shit, all the trauma that rappers come from. She came from too, but she's supposed to be perfect because she's a black woman. And she made a lot of money, so she need to be better than every other black woman. Period, and every other person. Period. I always felt like the double standard on Oprah was kind of weird and whack, but it is what it is. People think that holding black people that make a lot of money to the same standards they will hold a white person to is progress. Uh, I'm from the South, so I don't believe that. Me either. Um, but, uh, but I think it's funny because she, uh, Taraji P. Henson was basically forced to go on Twitter, not forced, but she went on Twitter. She chose to go on Twitter to tell everybody Oprah's been nothing but the fucking best. She's been the best to everybody in actress, everybody who works on it. She's been gracious towards. And she said, all I had to do was make one phone call, one phone call from Oprah and my problems were solved. So I don't know if it was a check. I don't know if it was what, I don't know what happened, but she had to come out and tell people this ain't about Oprah. But my thing is, if you listen to what she was saying, the whole time, it was never about Oprah. Oh, no. She's talking about an industry. Yes, yeah, a systemic problem. You know what Oprah and her uh, Harpo productions are? The exception. 
Yes. They're the exception. They're the one place where a black woman has enough power and is in a position to hear your sob stories of fellow black women and be like, whoa, 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 we need to take care of her. You know, when she was doing that movie with Brad Pitt, they didn't give a fuck. And they never will. So, like, it's that double-edged black shit where, like, Oprah catches hell for being black in this industry and doing the thing and having the compassion that white people don't have, but it's never enough because it can't fix the whole industry. Right. She hadn't had a race since 2018. Now it's down to singularly Oprah's fault. We let every white production company she worked for off the goddamn chain immediately. No, that's just how that's supposed to be. But a black woman should have took care of you. And then when she did, we go, I don't believe it. Because I saw that too. She put out the Instagram and immediately people were like, yeah, I don't believe it. What, what? So then same thing with the Jonathan Owens thing. You're being informed by a bunch of other shit. It doesn't really matter what the truth is. No. You have your own truth. It's the me search truth, which is Oprah ain't shit. She never going to be shit. And anything bad about her, I'll believe. Anything good about her, I won't believe. And the only thing good about her is Stedman doesn't do interviews. That's it. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. You know? But, yeah, it was funny because the, yeah, like someone brought in the chat, the body language experts jumped out and all this shit. It's, it's just the amount of projection that is just happening is mm-hmm. just so it's so astounding and sad um yeah because it's something that we all have within ourselves but sometimes you have to check yourself and be like hey what is causing this is there something triggering me i need to address thee but but that's when you get to that deeper thinking and like you say thinking outside of of a very binary childlike view of emotions and love and just interacting with shit. And for a lot of people, we said this before, a lot of people, particularly if you spend a lot of extensive period of time on social media, something that I found out, and it might not be true for everybody, most people to do that, it's a distraction from something. If you're spending this much time arguing with people across, and a lot of these people, they argue with people on TikTok, Instagram, they don't argue a lot of times on one site. They go across all of the sites. They fucking yeah. on YouTube like they're everywhere, consistently drowning themselves in this, baby. You're distracting yourself from something that you need to address. I think we, like I said, um, I mean, I think we kind of discussed the one the things I want to talk about, but um, yeah, take a breath. Mm-hmm. Think Everybody. about it. Take a break. You know, it's okay. It's okay not to be online all the time. It's okay not to be quote-unquote owned all the time. Um, I think, and like I said, if if people still arrive at those conclusions, that's on them. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to argue with them, just giving our perspective on them. But right. I think it says something about how much this environment lends itself to those conclusions and how much people run with them. How much proof doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter. Somebody else telling you, this is not what I meant. This is not what I said. This is not what happened. It doesn't matter. Their reality doesn't matter because our reality has become our own currency. And we'd rather have that than let people have some level of truth, you know? Yes. And it's not that no one's ever lying. No one's ever getting over. Sometimes people are. Um, That's a part of life. It happens, you know? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's people that, I, that I'm like, Oh, that motherfucker probably lying. I'm sure, you know. I, TJ, TJ, and Amy. I'll be like, them niggas is definitely lying. So <laughs> I'm not saying it on some I can't relate shit. I just right. think in this case, we don't really have as much to go on as as 
other cases you know so um but uh yeah i hope y'all enjoyed this is a weird kind of episode of just talking and uh told you it wouldn't be too long although we did go hour and 20 so that's good luck that's a good that's a good amount of time um so yeah we'll talk to y'all uh later on uh until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.